0: Welcome to Wrestling Chat with Friends. I highly anticipate a large dose of cowboy shit when they're in Virginia. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, this is Cheats and you are listening to Wrestling Chat with Friends. It is a two-man cockpit today, and I am rolling with the one, the only, Elliot, the Collector. Elliot, how you feeling?
1: Hey, yo. The Collector is here. I am present, I am accountable, and I'm accounted for. I did that in reverse order this week. That's all I right. I like
0: it. I like it.
1: Thanks. It feels, it's a little awkward not having our third uh, our third heel in the uh, sure. room today. We send it out to Megan. Megan. Uh, we'll get right to my collector's choice. Uh, Mrs. Collector, such a big fan of the show, such a big <laughs> fan of you cheats. She, The thing I love most about Mrs. Collector is that she always pays attention to the little things. A week ago, I mentioned that I had seen something on a car and just thought it was cool. Well, lo and behold, yesterday, this shows up. These are the tag team wrestlers that go on a back windshield. Oh no! Nice. Oh, that. that's great. So when the windshield's going, it's basically a guy doing a flying elbow drop. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah, she's great. Everyone's Shout great. Shout out. I feel good. Let's get it on and talk some wrestling.
0: Well, I, I'm going to since we didn't do the uh, audio DJ sounds ourselves, and we didn't we didn't hear glorious. Do you want? Oh, do want to? Play? There we go. There we go. There it is. I, I also will share my uh collector's choice of the week, which I'm sure you won't be able to see, but it is from the collector himself. He hooked me up with my very own Jay Lethal sticker. I am still I'm still holding out hope for Jay Lethal in AEW and in that Ring of it. Honor. I do think that Ring of Honor is the best thing that could have happened to Jay Lethal. So I'm hoping for the absolute best when it comes to Jay Lethal's career. <laughs> Yeah, we were,
1: I was putting him over for you by getting you the sticker. You love uh, Unfortunately, what they didn't have was a Darius Lockhart sticker.
0: Darius Otherwise, Lockhart! I would have gotten yes. that. Revolutionary brother. You know what, Darius? We're still going to get you on Wrestling Chat with friends. It's only a matter of time. You mm-hmm. are our favorite character, favorite wrestler, favorite personnel, whatever it is. In this day and age, we need Darius Lockhart on our show. So we I need will. to make
1: it I will buy Darius Lockhart merch. I will make Darius Lockhart merch. Let's get him on.
0: I don't know what we got to do. I don't know what we got to do, but we will do it. We will do it. The montage is coming. So I will start as we always start, and I will ask you, Elliot, what are you popping for this week?
1: Seems like every week more and more things are happening in the world of wrestling, in the world in general. That can be a thing to pop for. So, you know, Forbidden Door was fantastic. We're going to get into it. There were a lot of matches that I really popped for, one in particular. But over the last week, too, we've also gained a lot of friends on the Twitter, on, oh. the, on the on the YouTube. We, uh, we, we made a call out to uh, tell everyone, like I say every week, you know, like this, like our page, share it, tell a friend, most importantly, at WCWFpod.com on twitter wrestling chat with friends on the youtube i'm sure we have an instagram page but i'm not on instagram so i'll leave that up to people (laughs) who are
0: we are we have an instagram page
1: i am popping for our new friends that are coming we're gaining a little bit more traction we crossed over a nice milestone on twitter followers so i'm popping for the family the friends so thanks for uh listening and you know Tell a friend and we'll we'll get some more.
0: Fun. Oh, thanks, friends, and thank b- and bearing with us as as we are not in our normal time slot today. We are not at Thursdays at eight o'clock. We're at Thursdays at five o'clock, and that got moved to basically Thursday at six o'clock because summer camp schedule is not predictable and it is all over the place. But well, that's I uh,
1: wrestling's not predictable, so wrestling podcast should not be predictable.
0: I second your thought though. I, I think I think we, as a collective and as a group, have put in a lot of work making sure that we get great friends to come on the show. I echo everything you said, and I do give an olive branch to the friends that we've had. We've had, looking back on our short history of this show, we've had tremendous, tremendous friends come on our show and be a part of WCWF and interact with us on social media it really does feel like a family even though we haven't met so many of our friends in person you name it anyone that's doing anything in kind of the wrestling podcast blog world especially when it comes to minority wrestlers wrestlers of color we've had some of the some of the heavy hitters on the show early and we are grateful to them and we're grateful for everyone that listens so you're exactly right thanks I am going to take it in the ring and let you know what I am popping for. And I'm just going to come out and say it. Orange Cassidy. Two matches from Forbidden Doors match with Ospreay, which I thought was really, really good. Could have stolen the night in regards to a tremendous wrestling match. Then he follows that up last night on Dynamite and gets the victory over All Ego Ethan Page. He's back from injury, kind of wondering where he was going to go. He had the potential to really be in that no man's land that we talked about with so many of the early AEW stars. Orange Cassidy's on his return, the match with Osprey, the match with all-ego e- All Ethan Page, makes people, win or lose, makes people want to see more Orange Cassidy. And that's what we need in wrestling. Win or lose, no matter how you're doing it, you want people to really want to see you perform. And I think coming back, I'm popping for the juice. Orange Cassidy returned. He's done all of the all of the stick stuff, but I think he's also wrestled his butt off for the last two episodes and really just really proved that he could do it all.
1: He really can do it all. I mean, when AEW started, he was sort of like the one quasi-comedy act Everyone, if you if you saw any of his matches, you knew he could wrestle, but he had this gimmick of really not putting forth any effort. It's still his gimmick. I what? think I think they are beginning to transition out of that. Whether or not the Osprey match was intended to do that for him, I think what, the what effort he the I thought the effort he put in when yesterday, I'm seeing this sort of showcase that maybe he's going to slowly start performing because I think when you have a roster that deep and you have limited TV time. He is completely over. I love him. He's great. He's almost adding another significant advantage to his overall repertoire by actually showing everyone else shows that can wrestle it week after week. He has kind Mm -hmm. of yet, he has sort of yet to show that on TV. So if we get that, he'll be, I hope elevated into a discussion where they're going to start talking about bigger feuds, um, but there's there's a lot going on in AEW, but he is standing out. He's out, he's outperformed every week. I I love that pop. OC popped me also.
0: Yeah, I loved it, and you're exactly right. And and I think I knew he could wrestle. Well, I knew it. I knew he had the athleticism. I knew he had the storytelling in the ring, but what he did with Ospreay at Forbidden Door, and I don't know how we're, we're we'll get into fin- Forbidden Door next as we move on to some of the other things, but what he did with Osprey and what they showed and what they demonstrated, it was just a phenomenal, phenomenal display. And I do think that type of match elevated both performers, both athletes, both wrestlers, no matter who came out on top.
1: No so, doubt about it. No doubt about it. I mean, Osprey is arguably a top four in the world, and it didn't look like he was carrying O.C. at all. He wasn't. So that's that's that's, that speaks that speaks quite a bit to Orange Cassidy and his ability.
0: So let's just jump right into it. It'll be the first thing that we want to talk about. Forbidden Door overall, the reviews seem to be extremely high. In regards to, might be the best pay per view of the year. Might be in the top two or three all time of AEW pay per views. And the interesting thing I found about Forbidden Door, and to be particularly honest with you, I really thought, and it turned out to be an audience, but I don't think in practice that Forbidden Door was really for marks, really for super male wrestlers because there was I- still the only whole idea. one. Yeah, and
1: the whole idea of New Japan and AEW is clearly a mark-driven idea,
0: right? It was a mark-driven idea, one that was basically catered to. Men our age, basically, mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of you know. There's there's like one women's match on the card. We we can talk about that for what it's worth. But the idea that this type of kind of narrowly focused pay per view was going to be for the diehard wrestling fan, the diehard fan that kind of liked liked the alternative, not not the not the WWE type style. And we're gonna see what this does and i was so pleasantly surprised just more than pleasantly surprised i was in awe from the beginning of the pay-per-view till the till the end about just how awesome the matches were and how really engaged people were and how like i was on social media and i'm like are you kidding me are you seeing this and i and i if anybody that follows wrestling casually was on social media they probably either were glued to it or had to even go and find out what was going on because it was such an, a, a really, really well-done pay-per-view. So I'll start before we go into the individual matches just to get your overall take, but I was so impressed with Forbidden Door.
1: Equally as impressed, and with a little bit of hindsight to sort of think about it, we talked for a few weeks leading up to it how there wasn't, some would even say, maybe even a week build to Forbidden Door, and it turns out, when you think about it, that who it was for, you didn't need to build it much more than how they did it over the previous over the last two, maybe three dynamites. You had some run ins. You actually had all the major talent from Okada to Tanahashi to Zack Sabre Jr. even coming out the week, sure. the week, the week before. So for who it was intended, that's they, they did everything they needed to do. AEW is a new organization, but it's got a lot of experienced people who are hopingly help Tony run it. And new Japan has been around for a long time. They know how to put on, uh, these sort of shows do, you know, this is not a show. Is this is going to happen the same time next year? I don't know. Doesn't really matter. It was a pay-per-view. Not everything is ever is ever for everybody. This one was for me because it really hit my demo and considering sort of what I feel about the other products right now, I was even more excited. It delivered, I thought, on everything it needed to do for me.
0: I'm in the same boat. I was, um, I was really, really excited that it just just went off the way it did. It it went off yep. so well, and I was crowd,
1: crowd uh, was into it. Chicago had a lot, was, had a, lot a lot to do with that. If that was in. who knows if that was somewhere else maybe not but yeah i mean this it hit that whatever i'm sure they were trying to accomplish i think they succeeded because i do not believe they were using this pay-per-view to try to gain a new audience they have dynamite to do that they have rampage to do that so this was almost like another one of tony's toys that he wanted to pull off he had this idea one night and it went off great i loved it it
0: it really did and so let's Let's get into the matches. We're going to take one quick pause because we're streaming on Twitter. We are not streaming on Facebook. We get a lot of comments from our Facebook. And I didn't know if you tried to pair your have you tried to pair your Facebook.
1: I have added my Facebook and Twitter to the stream, whether, you know, I can see whether it goes off live or not. I've never really checked it. But yeah.
0: Well, because we didn't start at the time we were supposed to start, I don't Mm -hmm. know if Um, I don't know if we're getting everything that we need to get and I'm, I'm working on it for one second. So it looks like.
1: So fans, our producer, Mark Cheats is really a fantastic producer and you're getting to see it live in real time right now.
0: Uh, well, 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 man, I'm, we'll have to also see about, I'm kind of disappointed if we don't get it going, because honestly, all, a lot of our comments, I'm just going to be frank, a lot of our comments come from our Facebook page. So if we want inter- to interact with the audience um, to do that, we need to be live on Facebook, and we are not right now. So give
1: and, you, you, If you don't get it on there live, folks, watch a replay.
0: Watch post, a replay. Post
1: your comments. I'll personally answer them.
0: Yeah, we'll do this. I'm going to do one thing and then... We're going to take one quick break, and then we're going to get back into it, and we're going to get back into Forbidden Door one second.
1: We'll be right back.
0: We are back, Elliot the Collector. We are now on all of our pages. Very exciting about that.
1: Yes, we are.
0: Oh, yeah. We are ready, ready to rock. So we're going to get right back into WCWF. It'll be a two-parter this time. I'll merge for the podcast version. I'll merge part one and part two, but we are going to jump right into the pay-per-view that was last Sunday, AEW's forbidden door, an amazing podcast. We, I mean, excuse me, an amazing, we are an amazing podcast. We are amazing pay-per-view from top to bottom. And there's so many matches. The one thing I do, we often joke about with AEW pod, um, pay-per-views was that there are so many matches that it is difficult to talk about them all. Difficult to basically you know, keep everyone happy. Let's start with the buy-in. The buy-in. I think they might have added a match. The buy-in. The buy-in had yeah. It had three matches. I saw. I saw two of them. Okay. I, did, I missed the very first match. I missed the very first match. That was Aaron Solo and QT Marshall versus Goto and Yoshihashi. I did not see that match. The second match on the buy-in was Nick Camarado versus – Camaroto. Camaroto versus Lance Archer. And then the third match – excuse me. Yeah, there were – excuse me. There were four matches. The third match was Swerve and The Glory. So it was Swerve and Keith Lee taking on El Desperado – and I'm going to say, the Japanese names, I'm going to, I'm sorry, I apologize. Kane Mora? I think so, that's right. That's That was the swerve. And then the final match was an eight-man tag, but it actually turned out to be a handicap match because it was the Acclaim and the boys uh, versus, uh, who did they fight? They fought, oh, I got it here. It was... The acclaim it was Max Caster in the Gun Club versus mm-hmm. Coughlin, the DKC, Kevin Knight and Yamura, and it was those are,
1: yeah those are the L.A. Do- the L.A. New Japan LA LA Dojo. Dojo really.
0: I apologize for butchering all of that. Bear with me. It's just anything that stands out before we go and break down Forbidden Door. Anything that stands out from the buy-in.
1: Well, the only thing that stands out and. I think all those performers are tremendous athletes. Several of them have charisma that can take them to continued success. For me, the only thing out of all those matches that, you know, is sort of like must-see is the rap at the beginning, Max Caster's rap. At the
0: acclaim is so over. We should really, we should really dissect this because the acclaim is so over, and they're so over because of Max Castor, and they're so over because you just got to say it. "Scissor Me, Daddy" is the, is is great. It's just a great line, Anthony. What they've done with the acclaim and the Gun Club is actually really cool. Like they made, I think they gave him a, they they gave him a purpose. Right? Yes. Wrestling's all about a purpose. And now they gave them a purpose. And I, uh, I, I actually did like the acclaim as a tag team. I, I liked Bowen's and Castor. Um, trying to figure out what to do with the gun club. You know, I think this was the perfect mix. I, um, I thought it was interesting because the Dan Housen song, I had seen that video and heard that song months ago.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it was just this part of storytelling where now the gun club is so mad. At Danhausen, that they leave basically leave it to be a handicap match in which for, for like what is he like sixty two or so? I don't know how old Billy Gunn is, but he actually looked in the ring really good.
1: Oh yeah, Billy can he looked still go
0: really good. Um, and so he he did a they, they did a great job. The acclaim and the Gun Club win. There's definitely some storytelling there between. Billy Gunn and his sons in the Acclaim. It seems like Billy Gunn that spilled over to Dynamite. It seems the Billy Gunn is choosing the Acclaimed over his children, which is it's just a hilarious thing. I thought they did a good job with that.
1: There are you know you have to have lots of storylines and they're all some are all going to be more or less important than others. I have a pr- somewhat different opinion. I am pro Acclaimed. <laughs> I am pro Acclaimed. I am actually getting more invested in. The acclaimed you know bowens is on the shelf but castor's rap is very over the two yeah, of them the two of them can absolutely perform i remember billy gunn from the attitude era being a bully from a lot of like other stories for me he kind of he kind of falls into that uh hardcore holly jbl group a little bit so like i've never been a huge billy gunn fan um i i recognize and respect his talents he and his sons, especially the way his sons are making the most of their gimmick, um, it seems totally suited for the Fed to me. Um, okay, so I, I hope they. You know, my preference would be all three of them—the Gun Club and their dad. I hope the three of them are victims of not <laughs> having their not having their contracts renewed. I'd like them to go away from AEW. <laughs> but, I I do I would be okay if they remained on television because I think they have a WWE style going right now for them. So and the inter-
0: so the interesting thing is, and uh, Billy Gunn is fifty eight years old. Mm-hmm. That's pretty impressive. Oh yeah. I, so a- again, going back to that time, which is a whole different era, a whole different place in uh, lore. Right. I am under the impression that the bridges that were burned. Are pretty significant over there, so sure. I, I don't think that uh Billy Gunn sure. will be returning,
1: probably not. And Billy doesn't have the sort of uh the status where you say, Oh, you know, never say never, yeah, that's yeah okay. no, that's, no, that's a, that stuff's reserved for Bruno San Martino, right? It right, stings, right, you know, right, Because honestly, I, I'm not even sure Ric Flair could get back into the good grace, probably these not. These days, but, so no chance.
0: There's a couple of little things that he has done off outside of the ring that kind of makes it seem like like um, Road Dogg Jesse James and him, if you look on YouTube, have done some sit down like audience stuff
1: mm-hmm. where
0: they even they were, because he was a WWE official, uh, Jesse James was for a long time. Mm-hmm. They were like, they didn't even do that stuff. And you could even tell some of their Q and A's is still very awkward because they have different opinions at that time. Yep. Um, and uh, believe it or not, when they get together, uh, the road dog is much more of the diplomat in regards So, like, everybody kind of knows that, you huh. know, Billy Gunn's he, a jerk. He,
1: he learned how to be a diplomat from years working for, you know, the Fair corporation yeah. Yeah. And, and credit to both of them. I wish them both success. I just don't want the three of them on my, that's, on my AW anymore.
0: But I do love the acclaim. I think we all agree that we love the acclaim. Can we quickly talk about what they're doing with Keith Lee and Swerve? Because I, I still don't know. I haven't yeah. figured it out yet. Yeah. And I just feel like I don't want to say that it's teetering to the point where it's like we got Because they still have the Hobbs and Stark story that the two of them will get together. They still have this kind of tension between Keith Lee and Swerve as a tag team. We know they're going to be individual breakout folks i think they got to get on with it i think we got to figure this out
1: there you go i would i I expected to have seen a trigger pulled within the last two weeks and the fact they're still teasing it like they did from from the get-go in this they haven't teased it any more or any less it's the same sort of tension with one upping a, a move looking at each other at the end they need to figure that out um it doesn't seem like those two are going to be right in the tag team title mix immediately. No, so. No. They're not going to be a
0: tag team. Just get rid right. break, so
1: break them up. Break them I agree. I agree. Who's, who's the heel in that, though? Who Swerve. would rather see as the Swerve.
0: heel? No, no. Keith Lee's a huge face. He's over, too. People love him. Swerve is this guy where I don't. For whatever it is, the. Because uh, I loved Hit Row. I loved Hit Row in NXT. Hit Row worked. This kind of swerve trying to be like an individual music mogul type thing falls deaf to me. He needs Hit Row around him. He needs a Hit Row like atmosphere for it to work. It doesn't work as an individual because rappers have entourages. Rappers have other people do it. They have DJs. They have, you know, they have everybody. Like Hit Row was like this perfect concoction. And now you take the swerve Hit Row character, you take him out of Hit Row, and then... If, if AEW, not again. We can't sign everyone. If they had signed them as a faction and bought them in and have them rivaling some other factions, I would be all for it. This particular, I don't know what Swerve's doing on his interviews. Here's my barber and stylist, and I'm gonna give you a jack. I don't get it. Like Keith Lee's, just, Keith Lee's just standing there, like what the hell's going on?
1: Swerve and the Acclaimed is that the next? Is that work or not?
0: I, I don't know. I mean, I. To me, unless unless they get on with it, he's approaching Leo Rush territory in AEW. Like we don't know, we just don't know what's happening. Mm -hmm. Keith Lee is just a different. He's such a extreme rare and like lovable talent that he goes put him in the you know TNT title picture or put him in the uh, All Atlantic title picture. Put him in stuff, and Keith Lee's gonna be there. You're gonna figure it out. Swerve, I, I. I love him as an athlete. I love him as a performer. we got to figure this thing out.
1: Mm -hmm. Agreed. I think you just summed it up just fine.
0: Perfect. Perfect. All right, well, let's get on to the paying matches of this phenomenal, phenomenal pay-per-view. Where do we start? Let's say... Let's start with... Chris Jericho, Suzuki, Sammy Guevara versus Kingston Yuta and Yumino, first match of the show. What do you, we're just going to go in order.
1: Well, Jericho, yeah,
0: Guevara and Suzuki won the match.
1: Yeah. Th- this match, you know, I really, quite honestly, I would, in some ways, I wish we did a post pay-per-view podcast because right, like you
0: just like come right in at it
1: because we film after what we saw yesterday with blood and guts this match was actually pretty forgettable for me because it just seemed being overshadowed by a lot of the same participants yep. who were in yesterday's show. However, anytime that Eddie Kingston and Jericho are together lately, it's fantastic. It was on Sunday, much like it was at times yesterday, getting murdered grandpa in the equation. You can never right. go wrong. Um, good, I'd say good way to start. The pay per view, um, good way because Eddie.
0: Because let's just face it, Eddie Kingston is so over. He could be one of the most over performers as we currently stand in AEW. No doubt, there were any chance ever blood and guts before. Like they even announced, like as soon as they hit music for anyone, there were any chance. And I love it for him as a human being. You know, I love him even more now. We talked about some of the stuff that was happening off the air with Mox and Mox doing a lot more press um, in his his lead up to getting the interim title. And it was very clear that Eddie Kingston was one of the only people that Mox and Renee trusted to say, Mm -hmm. Hey man, like this is what we need to do to even get Mox straight. And it was because Eddie Kingston has been through it all. He's been through that, you know what I mean? Addiction and all kinds of stuff. And so the, the, the way that he's seasoning his opportunity is amazing. The way that he is over is amazing. I you know, he's getting he's growing on last night was a good match, I thought for him. He's growing on me in the ring because they're you know what it is. I'm gonna tell you the truth, Elliot. They figured out what Eddie Kingston does well, they figured out what he doesn't do well, and they just let him do what he does well. Get <laughs> him I- a kendo stick and have him beat people up, That's have him the split people scenario. open. Yeah, like his chops still look like they couldn't hurt, like break a window, but still. Um, uh, and, and, uh, you know, and, and, and we talk about this all the time as well. And, and I won't belabor the point of talking about this particular match, but good gosh, Chris Jericho is just an absolutely professional, like Chris Jericho, you can put him in the ring with just about anyone, just yeah. about anyone in any company. And that guy is going to make a good match.
1: This is what I say about Jericho is why he, he, I can't argue the fact that he's probably one of the goats when he is a super face at over his history i've loved him he's been yep. great been behind everything he said when he is a heel like he has been at these points of his career where he's the wizard and then he's you know the, the, the list of jericho when he's just this obnoxious heel sure. i i don't want to talk about him i hate him but that <laughs> but that tells me he's great he he's, makes me, he, he makes he me should. love him and hate him So i, I cannot I cannot take away that I love Jericho because right now I hate him and I want nothing to do with him. So it's working.
0: I, I love him. I love the pairing with Suzuki. Uh, I, I I am higher than most people on Sammy.
1: Um, yeah. Me too.
0: I, I, I just want to figure it out with Sammy. And I I, I know this annoying version of Sammy and Taikante. I don't necessarily love the storyline, but Sammy, man. Again, you like let's just merge last night's match and Sunday's match, and you know they're just amazing performance. Sammy Guevara is a really good performer.
1: Sammy is doing Sammy is playing the Jeff Hardy role in AEW. Yes, That's that, yeah. So you gotta you gotta give him props for that.
0: He's doing know. the Lord's work. So a great match, great way to open it off. It rolled into the Ring of Honor IWGP Tag Titles Rapungi Vice. United Empire, which is Great O'Conn and Jeff Cobb, and the top guys, FTR, all battled it out. I don't know exactly when this happened, Elliot. You can tell me because I really don't know exactly when this happened. But we just talked about Eddie Kingston. FTR is over to the point where I think they may be the most outside of Eddie and – FDR could be two of the most popular guys in the entire country. Company.
1: No, and doubt. I don't know
0: um, how it happened. I don't know how this like gradual groundswell of the top guys being those guys, but they are beloved, and they and, and once again they carried a great match. They did a great job.
1: It is really the illustration of kind of currently the longest terms uh, booking that we see in wrestling right now, because there's been a simmering belief in the, especially the IWC, but kind of in general. When the acclaimed, the acclaimed, when FTR was back in NXT, um, they were underappreciated there. They were clearly some of the best talent that WWE had. How they chose to use them, different story for a different day. But there has been a uh, a simmering support for these guys. Really, are among the best. But the moment it happened in AEW was when they hooked up with Punk. Okay. That's when. That's when I think it really just turned into the next
0: level. Yeah,
1: they had fired Tully a week or two before. That was sort of a nothing burger. I think Tully was a little bit too obscure, and they had sort of dropped that story anyway with the pinnacle, I guess. So, but them coming out with Punk and probably a lot to do with like how Punk sold them, saying in a tweet that you know he rode his bike when he was 13 uh had, got bullied um and the next day he rode his bike back and they were there and the three of them spent the entire summer together and he likened that to his relationship with ftr he battled dax in that in that singles match yep. um that put dax completely over yeah and it he, did it and really then, did and then when he had him back so that's the moment in AEW. those guys are those guys are correct Maybe with with Eddie, the three most over guys, so with, over. with Wardlow being a rung below, but Wardlow not being on uh TV Sunday and not being on TV yesterday puts him just sort of like one small yeah, there. They're right
0: not, not, he's not where the top guys are. Let's let not lose the point as well, as the top guys have collected three belts now. They are the Ring of Honor belt champions. They're the IWGB champions, and they still – because of obviously politics, they didn't acknowledge the triple A tag team champions, but they, they still are those two. Mm-hmm. So they've got a lot of gold staking the claim this year for the best tag team in the world, as it always seems to be between them, the Bucks, uh, Lucha brothers, like they're, it's all kind of this thing and they are really, really t- taking advantage of their opportunity.
1: And for those People our age who are watching this show and see them, they really are the best of the Midnight Express. They they live that they have the Midnight yeah. Express and yeah. the Heart Foundation. Two yeah. of the two of the greatest tag teams Absolutely. you'll ever find. And they are a really great mix of the two. And they 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 acknowledge that they
0: Yeah, they, they pay a lot of respect to the to the industry, more yeah. so than a lot. One of the things you mentioned was the Dax one-on-one match. Was it was Dax and Punk, was it? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the cash and Dax match also helped them there was the, yep. like the, the, the super long and elaborate tribute to the hearts um, in the ring like all like move for move it was like this throwback to this great match and it's it's it, they, they their respect for the industry and the way that they wrestle and the, again the way that they play to their strengths it just seems to be working everything they seem to be doing is working and so they picked up the gold well-deserved, huge pop for them. Let's move on to what I think was the first big surprise to me of the night, and that was the All-Atlantic Championship. It was a four-way match, as we talked about on our last episode. Ishii gets hurt. They replace Ishii with Clark Connors from New Japan, but it's Malachi Black, Pac, Miro. I think the consensus before the show was that either Miro or Malachi Black Walked out with the belt. That did not happen. And we are welcoming our first all Atlantic champion pack the bastard pack to on the scene. What'd you think about the match? What'd you think about the outcome?
1: Here's what I think about the outcome. And again, with, with a little bit of looking back, why didn't we pick pack? That's I mean why, did, why, nobody why, did no and then I sit here in retrospect why would we have not given Pack his due he he's had some injuries he's missed time not like Miro's had recently but Pack was one of the cornerstones of this company you right. know er, early on has never held the title has never been in a major title feud so when you bring this in they all could they all could have won it. It all would have been okay. I mean, he's short of Connor's, which you kind of just knew wasn't going to happen. Ishii right. was Ishi was there to represent New Japan, but this 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 was going to crown one of those three um, the championship. It could have worked for Malachi and House of Black being their first title to that faction. Uh, Miro, just returning, could use that rub. He's he's big. He's bad. Pack is every bit. The dominant force that runs just sort of just under the radar. I was surprised, but good first champion to have. You know, I, let's start start lining them up. I want to see that title defended regularly from with all those guys. There are a lot that can compete for that. Packs a great first title holder. I kind of wish I had thought of him first.
0: Yeah, I, I think it was just you mentioned it it. Is the timing I, the excitement around Malika and the House of Black, and the excitement around Miro? led me to believe one of the two of them. I actually, I think I picked Miro to take mm-hmm. that match and, and, and put it over it. And if you look at the sequence of the match, it looked like Miro was gonna was gonna get it done. Um I don't know I think the the one thing that was difficult for me and probably why I didn't pick him is where do we go from here with Pack? Now yes, we can line up great matches but there was such a storyline if the House of Black gets it. There's actually a storyline if the Redeemer gets it. He can want it, go one on one, and redeem people. You know, there was just so many things that I thought the other two could do, and I'll be interested to see. But no, as you mentioned, Pac, super deserving. I think he was also out of action for so long. You know, his comeback to me wasn't as exciting as Miro's comeback wasn't as, again as exciting as the House of Black. But all of that stuff doesn't mean, as we know from AEW, it doesn't mean that they can't put them all back in the ring again a week from now, you know?
1: And they're going to have to because yeah. one, of the, one of the disadvantages of having an hour-long match after a pay-per-view is you don't sort of revisit some of these things. Now, granted, it was a match that was just sort of a pay-per-view that was a feature, and you weren't expecting a lot of these guys to be back at it on Wednesday considering some of them, most of them were from New Japan. But not, not even addressing the title change, if you're saving that for Friday or saving that for or next Wednesday. That's fine. It's a little risky because you just sort of crowned them. So they have to come out of the gate Friday or Wednesday talking about this title, or it's going to start feeling like, what's the purpose of it?
0: Yeah. yeah and and, and we'll, we'll, as soon as we get through Forbidden Door, I want to ask you because you brought up a great point the significance of having blood and guts that next Wednesday and having a blood and guts match that literally was an hour long. They started at nine o'clock and didn't finish. So phenomenal match. Phenomenal, but we'll it, also, it also took a lot of folks off of television and it, it, it probably stalled some momentum for a lot of storylines. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, it's interesting too, because uh bleacher report rated the pack match in a minus is a pretty, very, very high rating of a match. I'm gonna go through fast on this one because I'm just gonna be frank. Unless you have a lot to talk about, it, it was not one that I really focused in on. It's the Young Bucks and El and El versus Sting, Darby Allen, and Shingo. What what were your thoughts on that particular match? Um, the dudes with attitudes as who mm. came out on top.
1: It- if you if you saw it, the purpose of that match was to feature Sting, a sixty three year old man, <laughs> do a hot do a high spot to start it off to start the with, match. They were like, start,
0: "Where is Sting? Is Sting not going to show up?" And God, then Sting was know, him. God, God
1: bless God bless, him. God bless Sting for doing it. Uh, you know, he looks he doesn't look necessarily. like I've seen some sixty three year old men who shouldn't be doing <laughs> no, it do it. Not. He is doing okay so far. Yeah, he's Um, doing fine. So he's doing fine. And and he, of course, is beloved by the fans. Darby and him are going to kind of probably keep going for a while until, you know. So, again, kind of like you, I wasn't 100% invested. I'm not a huge Bucks fan. They're carrying the titles right now. I'm kind of just sort of waiting to see the Bucks versus FTR if that's going to happen or just whatever. But um, because I'm somewhat new to Japan, and have gained a lot of knowledge about it since we kind of went to capital collision yeah. there's still a handful of guys that i just know little about so i sort of just watched it appreciated it i like darby i wince when i see darby yep. i i winced big time when i saw sting i was like grandpa get get back up um but he could he he could he could do it and i can't so i'm not gonna say a cross word about about sting bucks, yeah, are, great. bucks are great ter- bucks are, great. are terrific Yeah, Uh, you know, but I've I've shared my opinion with the Bucks. I'll share it again later. So yeah, kind of a match that I watched, appreciated. It didn't really have a strong opinion one way or the other. And however it ended, yep. And I'm
0: not. And I'm not. Again, I I, I share this every week, but I'm not as drawn to Darby um, as some. I do like Sting, but. You know he's sixty-two years old. I just want him to be okay at this mm-hmm. point. The mm-hmm. only—I will say this though. the only time that it really, really shows his age is their finger splashes. I'm like, come on, the finger splashes don't have quite the height. Don't have like—it's no. just like like a running chest bump at this point.
1: It was early in his TNA run when the last time you saw it, really a really powerful, really
0: good. <laughs> hey, the match got a B on the uh, Bleacher Report reviews, so. There you go. Let's let's jump to the only women's match of the night. The only women's match of the night. It was champion Thunder Rosa, who we love and who we champion here at WCWF because Megan, our heel with heels, loves Thunder Rosa and put us all on to her I, I love her
1: too now. Yep.
0: And she wrestled Tony Storm. I think we all got this wrong as well. Because we thought Tony Storm was gonna go over. And she did not. T- uh, Thunder Rosa won the match, won the match clean. It got an A rating on Bleacher Report. What did you think of Thunder Rosa, Tony Storm?
1: I was fully prepared for Tony Storm to get the belt. Me too. And we were even talking last week about, does Thunder Rosa start doing leave more? The leave the company. Leave the company, yeah. Go to NWA. Uh, so, in a way, very happy for our girl, Thunder Rosa. Glad she's still holding the strap. Um my fear might be, you know, two things. One, does this diminish Tony Storm at all? No one one loss shouldn't do it, but when you sort of set it up for an expectation to win, it might. And second, are they going to start now giving Thunder Rose a little bit more of a platform? She's earned it as the female champion; she deserves it. But if you watch week after week, still feels like Britt Baker is the most important female on the roster, and she may Jay, be
0: Jade Cardo. Or Jade, Jade, is. Jade. Right,
1: Jade. Well, as far as where we see like what you should be doing, yes, Jade needs to be. She just about is.
0: Um, I think they've even built that story with Stat and Athena and all of them better than anything they've done with Thunder.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: and those guys, I just think I just think that Jade's the most important woman performer right now. It was DMD, which is interesting because Thunder car- We talk about this all the time. Thunder's carried the title. Yeah. But she yeah. seems to be an afterthought. Yeah.
1: DM- DMD is still uh, Britt Baker, as great as she is, she's still feeling a little bit crammed down our throats, even though she's not holding a title. Um, yeah. so he, yeah. The Owen
0: Hart thing was a bit much to me. They should have gave that to Ruby. And okay. yeah, I was just um, okay. I am still so now I've had several iterations of Tony Storm. Several. And there was a Tony Storm, that was kind of the young busted on the NXT scene. Then she went away. Then it was like Tony Storm comes back to America after she had wrestled in NXT UK for a while. She comes back to NXT and then she really gets the push. Then she gets put on the main roster over at the WWE. Obviously that, that didn't work out. And so now she is obviously gets the the AEW push. I have yet to see. In three iterations, the three of the four iterations of Tony Storm, in three of the four, I have not seen her really deliver in ring the mm-hmm. way that she delivered when she was like this young upstart in the first NXT mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is. I don't know exactly why that is or what it is. or may, I don't know if it's just chemistry, people that she's working with. I I just don't know But everything to me in ring with Tony Storm just seems a little bit off. I thought this was one of her better matches, believe it or not. I thought Thunder Rosa did a really, really good job. Um, I don't know where Tony Storm goes from here. I don't know. I, dark, I this this will be an dark interesting and
1: dark one. elevation for now. You know, which is which is not a knock. It's not a knock. Um, but
0: but it's not like she's gonna get better. It's not like she's gonna go to a performance center type place and become yep. a better wrestler at this point. I don't think so. I just I, I don't know where she goes and it does again we were talking we could talk about a bunch of athletes that we said i don't know six eight three months four months ago we didn't know where they were and now they might have something better than they do now Mm -hmm. i just this seemed like tony storm's shot if they were going to put her over and they didn't so i don't know i don't know what happens
1: yep it's either a mistake or what or we'll find out it was you know just the right the right way to do things for now I hope they give I hope they give Thunder more of a rub. She deserves
0: it. Yeah, I don't, you know I'm going to be interested to see what happens because now, like in this title run, she's had the Serena D rivalry and she's had a Tony Storm rivalry. Where does Where does she go?
1: You know who's Ruby? There, Did she go back of, to Ruby? There, there's so I mean that's the thing we always kind of come back to this. There's so many talent, so much talent. Who's between? a six in an eight who can do it, but there's, there's not a whole lot of, of nines and tens right now because right. the one, the one who does has a title. The other one who does through combination of being over like Brit is just had the title. Right. Who, who, who do you want to elevate next? If you're not going to get to Tony storm and you seemingly weren't about to give it to Ruby is Athena. The next one. Sure. But then you've got her with, so, you know, again, Kind of, these are not terrible problems to have, but it. I, I would love to get a peek at that six-month uh, piece of paper that he's written, That Tony's written out storylines. Um, well, see as of, go.
0: well as of yesterday, and and I don't often do this, but as of yesterday, the official AEW rankings has the number one contender at Nyla Rose, two okay. Chris, Stat, Chris, two Chris Statlander, mm-hmm. three Tony Storm, four Serena Deed, five Brett Baker.
1: Uh, I well, that just reminded me of another one of my favorite female stars, Chris Statlander. She has repackaged herself. Yep, she's she's with Athena right now, but yep. Athena's clearly going to be the one who's going to challenge Jade. I would love to see Chris defend <laughs> it. No, nope. I think happen.
0: they, I think they put the Athena Jade matchup first. Jade goes over Statlander takes on Jade after. I think it's okay. all together. Hmm. I think Statlander is the one that beats Jade.
1: You think Statlander beats Jade? Not uh, Athena. okay. Okay. Well, I would then either or. I would love to see Athena go. Athena and Thunder Rosa. Ooh, that it would, would be, be a great match. That would be a great match. Statlander, I think, has she has really improved. She has really worked on her character. I like she it. is she is great on television right <laughs> now. Uh, you know, there's there's part of me that says, "Wow, is are we are we really going to talk about finally taking Jade down?" Because I almost kind of don't see a scenario where you do it, but that would work. Um, I think you
0: do. I think, I think we're getting to that point. I I think we're getting to that point. And I think it's Athena, you know, gives her a great match and all that, but Statlanders kind of way, you know what I mean? Like kind of hanging in the background, you know, it just reminded me too about the AWM's division. We thought there was going to be some Brett Baker, Jamie Hader riff. I I still want to see that. I want to see Hader get a little bit of a push. I think she's really talented. Um, Maybe her and Tony storm that, I think they wrestled before, but I think that'd be another good match. Um,
1: is uh, do, you, do, you, do you trade, do you turn Jade a face after she loses, or do you keep her heel?
0: I kind of feel, I personally feel about Jade very much how uh, Megan, our coach, feels about Ricky Starks, where Jade is clearly a heel and is supposed to be a heel, but I kind of just like her too much. So it's hard mm-hmm. for me. Cause it's like even the stuff she does with the you know cut cut the stuff Tony, like I laugh Stokely I love I love I, I just it's just it's heelish stuff I even like Kiera Hogan I I never liked Red Velvet until she became a bad so um she's been off the air the last couple of weeks I think she might be having an injury. But I I think Kiera Hogan's extremely talented. She was like a Ring of Honor champion, and yeah, she be, never gets any run.
1: You'd be kind of silly, I think, to to break up the baddies when no, yeah, you can not Jake, so so you, yeah, I guess she ought to stay heel for a while. But she's gonna be she like we say this every week. She is gonna be a hell of a heel, a hell of a face for many years to come.
0: Love her. Uh all right, we've talked about this a little bit because this is what I was popping for at the beginning of the episode. But the next match is an A plus rating from Bleacher Report, and it is Will Allspray versus Orange Cassidy. I've already said my piece, but uh Elliot, what do you think? What did you think?
1: Yeah, I was not surprised when I saw Bleacher Report's A plus rating. I don't pay too much attention attention to the Meltzer ratings, but they ranked he ranked that the highest. I didn't see if he gave it a star or anything. And again, don't pay attention to that. But The first ranking I saw Monday, that got a 9.2 and it was the highest one on the card. Those guys delivered. Will Ospreay can deliver. I knew he was going to do it. The question was, was it going to really clash with OC style of kind of – Almost sort of just taking a taking a jab at everything. Hell no! Um, th- those guys look great. I think anyone who saw it said, "Wow." I mean, a lot of people, anyone, well, anyone who was watching it knew what uh, Osprey could do, and likely knew what uh, what Orange Cassidy could do. So they were there to see it for Cassidy to uh, you know put his hands in his pockets in front of Will Osprey. Yep. Sure, that's great, but he they both wrestled their butts off. They entertained the crowd for what what it go. 14 you don't have time but it went it went almost almost double digit minutes exciting start to finish this the spots man osprey is devastating looking in the ring yeah. i i wish there is so much talent over in that other uh federation that i wish i, I could see osprey go up against but he is he is the best non-american
0: I like where he is. I like where he is. I like where he is at AEW. Yeah. I think they can make some great matches there. I, I,
1: I don't um, want him there. Yeah, I, I think, will say. I will say an early match recommendation. Go watch a Will Ospreay versus well now Gunther but formerly yeah. Walter. Yeah. There, there are some show. There are some independent shows where they've clashed. That's really the one I truly would want to see, and I can see it on YouTube. Uh, I love Ospreay. I love OC. They did great.
0: I, and I think his style is fitting what AEW is doing right now. I mean, I just think that for sure. Uh, you know, the one thing that does surprise me, and it was uh, very apparent during the match, is just how physically big Osprey is. He's yeah. much bigger than O.C. But usually I, I usually I get a little bit annoyed at the, you know, the two counts that are like, barely, barely, this is it, barely, this is it. And then, you know, they kick out and everybody's like, this is the greatest thing ever. Not this match. This match, when they were kicking, I was like, because there were several times where I was like, oh, it's over. It's over. And it was like great match, great match, and they kicked out, and it kept going. And I was like, man, that that got me doing the this is awesome clapping chant. They,
1: they uh, were they were promise. no fans, despite of how much you might love New Japan, love it. No one was gonna call was gonna call that the match dealer. I think because because Moxley and Tanahashi were probably gonna steal the show everyone knows Osprey can do it, but they didn't think he didn't. I'm sure people didn't think he had a dance partner that could, that could queue up with him. No, they did it, but, but he did They did it, but he they did. did it.
0: Um, Hey, so Zach Saber jr. Thought the newest member of the Blackpool combat club, everybody, even to, you know, up until match time was still thinking it could be a handful of people. It turned out to be, Artist formerly known as Cesaro, Claudio Casti- Castagnoli.
1: Class, class
0: and the crowd popped like crazy. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. did a good job, like did a good job in ring. Uh, but Claudio was the story. He's the newest member of Black, uh, AEW. He's the newest member of Blackpool. It's here. It's happened. One interesting point that got me excited offline was the amount of WWE superstars that tweeted support for Claudio, which I don't think I've ever seen for a debut in another company to have. I think it was double digits number of WWE stars that were like, this guy, yes, this is awesome. Let's go. And I'm like, what? And it just kind of shows who that person has been to them for that many years. And it was really, really cool to see. And he delivered in ring as he always does. And he did all the, all the tricks, all the, you know, I just loved it. And, uh, I, I was impressed. And for the not knowing a lot about Zack Sabre Jr. Knowing kind of what he was supposed to be doing. I thought it went well.
1: No doubt. No doubt. I'm thrilled for Claudio. Kind of sad for Zach because Zach's, you know, Zach and Osprey other than the other than some of the Japanese wrestlers, those two have been on my international radar the most over the yeah. last eight years. I've heard about Zach Saber Jr. When I was, when I started live tweeting wrestling, uh, you know, on Monday nights and started paying more attention to in the independent scene on Twitter over the last several years, Zach Saber and Will Ospreay and through YouTube are the two that I said, Ooh, I those are the two I want the most. I, 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 I knew nothing about very little about new Japan, but, Seeing those guys, you know, seeing some of the matches they had with Kenny Omega, as I became aware of what was going on in Europe and in and in Asia, both those guys have pretty much been working for Japan. But I just knew about them; they were the two I wanted to see get signed with WWE. I'm kind of glad that never happened. Zack Saber Jr. and and this goes for him and Osprey. If they want to spend some time in America, AEW is obviously the right forum for them. Yeah. I hope they do. But those guys have really top level talent ability in Japan. So if that was, if that was Zach's kind of coming in and coming out party, great to see you. I wish you had been a capital collision and <laughs> you're, you're, welcome back anytime. I really did. I did, big, I did big a Zach's job. Fan. Claudio delivered exactly the way I, I yeah. knew he was going to. And because, you know, remember before AEW, there was one product on TV and he was a big part of that for a very long time. So that's why the pop was so big. And it does not surprise me either that superstars uh, tweeted that because by all accounts, he's very popular, very supportive. He's very smart. And the other thing about him is he's considered the, who was the strongest man in wrestling or in WWE. He was considered like he's the strongest in the locker room. It's him.
0: It was also, he had the reputation of being, One of the people that they just could never figure out to get right. Like, Mm -hmm. if you ask anybody over there at WWE, they were like, This guy's a star. This guy does everything. He works hard. He's like, He's just, he's great. He's got a look that people like. And they just couldn't figure out how to get him the titles. Like, you know what I mean? How to get him the run that they thought he deserved. So he really was like this underappreciated person, even, you know, elder statesman, if you will, um, for that company like the, he was the guy he was the wrestler's wrestler if you'd ask the wrestler who should get a push it was that guy it was I, Claudio.
1: I think that person in wwe now is kevin owens even though he's held some major titles even though he's been in some feature storylines i think that's now this is he's like he's in a spot right now where he should have so much more and they can't figure out what to do with him even though what they are doing for him is great and funny He's yeah, Kevin Owens is now my Cesaro. But anyway, I think well, it's good. one
0: of the three. So I mean, I'm with you. I think it would be Owens. I think it would be Ricochet. And there was one, and I think it'd be Sammy. I think Sammy Zayn is a person that they still mm-hmm. has more talent than displays because he's just such a character, right? right. Like and so different right.
1: th- differently than someone like Finn Balor, who I think they know exactly what they have, but they don't have enough yep. confidence in him. Yeah.
0: And it's just also, you know, it's a big guy complex over there. We just named three guys that aren't as big. Kevin's bigger than the other two. Um, so, yeah, they just got to figure, you know, we'll see. Let's uh, jump to, and I'm hearing a little bit of an echo. I don't know what I did. But let's jump to the IWGP world title, Switchblade, Switchblade J Wright, Hangman Page, Okada, Adam Cole, baby. The match got an AJ White retains. Juice Robinson was the story uh, in the crowd, saying that he's still the champion. He doesn't know what's going on. Um, what do you think? I, I mean, anytime the Rainmaker shows up to do anything, I've I've reser- like resided myself to being like that. That dude is the man. But then I had to text my New Japan expert Ty at the end of the match to figure out exactly what was happening, like who showed up at the end. Um, and so I will it, – it, it was – did you know Did you know the, the guy that showed up at the end before he showed up?
1: Before No, I did not. Before, not before he showed up. I'm still
0: oh, – I'm saying the guy, but I went, it was a Shibata. Shibata, Shibata yeah. shows up. I've heard the, the name. Goes I've, heard the,
1: up. I've heard the name. I know he's another one of these – you know, yeah. Japanese legends, along, legendary uh, apparently. Uh, yeah, on on the level with all those guys. So, I thought that was cool. I didn't know did not know who, when he's when I saw him who that was until it was said. Um, ever since Capital Collision, I've been a big Jay White fan. Uh, I've, Me watched, too. Me I've too. watched more of his stuff. He is great. He's one of those. He's one of those talents that could lead a company. Um, Adam Cole, God, gets on my last nerve, but. I'm super. I'm super excited for what the Adam Cole Kenny Omega Elite uh, Undisputed Elite Bullet Club thing's gonna be. So like, I want Adam Cole in the position he's in, but I don't think he needs a title. Hangman I knew wasn't gonna win it. Um, I didn't. I thought there was a chance. Like I said earlier, if Okada wanted to spend the summer in America and then have a blow off with Punk, you know, or or he could have won that title back. I would have liked to have seen Okada stay champion and be in that, you, you know, AEW interim title match, but that was more Tanahashi's deal. Um, it would have made sense for me to Okada to take the title back to Japan, but that's also where Jay White goes full-time. So that story will continue, and, you know, New Japan's in a good position going forward by having uh, by having White the champ. But, yeah, yeah I, excited. I, liked it.
0: I enjoy Switchblade. I really do. I enjoy Akata. Like, with you, I knew Cole and Paige were just there. They didn't really have. But it was a, it was a really good match. Mm-hmm. And matter of fact, Jay White probably did less work in that match than um, some of the others. Akata did a lot of work in that match. And then kind of Jay White kind of steals it at the end. But I'm so intrigued about Shibata. And so Ty texts me during after I text him, like, who is this? What's going on? And the music hits and the crowd goes crazy. And apparently, Ty texts me. He had a near-death brain injury and came back from it. And That's then right. him and Kenta's rivalry is stuff of legends. Used to be a tag team with Kenta and then turned heel to join the Bullet Club at the time. Apparently just a phenomenal chef's kiss for this match. Like People they people didn't know he was going to be there. He walks down the music hits, walks down the aisle. They're just going nuts. And so um, I love where they can go with this, uh, both New Japan and AEW. I, I, I love... Jay White, I love with Juice Robinson and like that because they're both Bullet Club members. So mm-hmm. if they they've got to figure out what they're going to do with that, um, I was just pumped. I I thought that was a a good good match. It got an A rating. And
1: why wasn't why wasn't Kenta on the card?
0: I I don't know. I I don't know
1: when and, Kenta when Kenta was signed by NXT. I I this you know right around the time when he was signed is when I started really following the spoilers uh, on Twitter. And had heard about this guy coming in. Um, cause like I guess him and Finn were kind of close together and I knew about both those guys. I was so excited for Kenta. I wish he'd had a better run in WWE. Um, okay. big man, big man complex. He wasn't gonna get that. Um okay. he he is a Japanese legend and he's been teasing punk for a long time. So maybe down the road, if there's ever a Forbidden Door Two, maybe uh we'll finally get that uh that punk Kenta match we were talking about, but
0: and some random news as well, not random, but important news actually for New Japan is that Kushida, who's in was in NXT, he had, had a had a run over at NXT, even carrying a belt. I want to say he carried the North American title over there. Mm-hmm. Um left NXT or got released from NXT or whatever it was, showed up in New Japan right before Forbidden Door. And apparently is a huge star in New yep. Japan. Yep. So it's a whole it's a whole thing going on there with Jay White and, like Juice Robinson and Kashida's there now. It's They've got a lot going on that's exciting. And I will credit, if we don't do anything else, we got to credit AEW for this. Like, you and me both are, it was like a gateway drug for us, for New, New Japan in many ways. So, you know, seeing Capital Collision was a help. But all of that, to me, was kind of, my interest was sparked by what AEW was doing, even with a little bit of the crossovers that they were doing before Forbidden Door than um seeing new japan here and and just getting you know people excited about wrestling that wasn't uh WWE i think it was just a big help
1: so uh, this is this will be my call out to any platform apple tv prime video netflix get a tv deal for new japan to show regularly in america you'll have hundreds of thousands of subscribers but probably not a million
0: so let's get to the end of the the finale of the show the main event the interim AEW world title tanahashi versus john moxley this is clearly a match that was less about the belt and more about these two combatants wrestling each other after so many years that's what the build-up was like you said and i believe you earlier that the belt was basically an afterthought in this one i'm glad moxley got the match i i for somebody now that's seen tanahashi a couple times just a couple I'm probably more drawn to to some of the other like the Akadas of the world and so forth, but I think Jim Ross or someone compared him to Bret Hart. I think that's a good comparison. Um, Would you think of John Moxley Tanahashi? After all of these years and all of the build up, the match rated on Bleacher Report as an A. Obviously, no surprise in the end result. John Moxley goes over.
1: Yeah, the, both those two are capable of putting on a to A plus matches whenever they want. tanahashi has been doing it for years. Moxley is in a much different place in his life now than he was maybe this time last year. Um, he has come through it looking great, feeling great. He is, I think I see something in his in his eyes that maybe weren't wasn't there for a long time. He's healthy. and when he's healthy and he has that character cooking, there are few like John Moxley. We, we, you know, we got we got so much of it when he was Dean Ambrose in this lunatic fringe. But what he's been able to do with this since then, he's become the biggest professional wrestler on the planet. Um, and I think he relishes in that role right now. Those two delivered. It was a slugfest. And I am I'm such a Moxley guy that you know I am glad he has this title. He'll, he'll it's the summer of Mox. I'm all for it. What what are you surprised about?
0: AC this is and this is where I go off the ledger all the time. Do we think John Moxley is the biggest wrestler on the planet right now? I
1: do. Honestly. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, well, let's let's, see.
0: let's put it in, put it all in perspective. Okay. Put it and all and in we're in just talking about right now. Who's the biggest wrestler on the planet right
1: okay. now? Well, th- that I mean truthfully, honestly, on the planet, it's Roman Reigns. Brock That's Les- active. So, Bro- yeah, yeah. Brock Lesnar. Uh, you know, Seth Rollins, Cody wrote yeah, biggest on the planet. You gotta sort of like think about how you're gonna say that. He yeah. is he is he I is. like
0: it, no, but I like the conversation because he's big, he's huge.
1: Yeah, he he is caring for now. I mean, what would he be doing had punk what would what match would he have been in if punk hadn't gotten hurt and it was punk Donahashi? He would have been
0: so is yeah, is he bigger than CM Punk right now?
1: Well, I mean yes just simply by default when Punk and well, yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when Punk and Moxley inevitably match up whether it's going to be in the fall like September or if you're saving it for some like end of the year who knows how long Punk's going to take to get back into shape that's going to be the that's going to be the feature bout of the two biggest wrestlers on the planet barring the machine that is running. Well, no, let's do this. Yeah. We
0: will do this for our audience for next week and we'll have people weigh in. Uh, if you are going to make your three biggest, biggest is a bad word for mm-hmm. this, what I'm trying to figure out, but it was like the three best wrestlers on the planet for you. Like the three, like your three most must watch. I'm stopping everything to watch them. Wrestle on the planet Who would your three be Of well, all the companies Any company Don't do it now We'll no, do it I'm, next week except,
1: except I've got my three already So yeah
0: Alright We'll do it next week um But final thoughts on this match did, did, did the actual match Deliver for you Elliot?
1: Uh, Yeah Every match delivered for One of the things I found Most interesting about this card was There's always a moment In a pay-per-view Where you could go to the bathroom Go to the kitchen sure. If you miss An entire match Or good part of a match You're not necessarily Going back to it Because you just sort of Know what to expect you, i think most people had trouble finding that moment um you know it wasn't going to be no. the last four or five six matches
0: no you just had to make a decision
1: yeah so so yeah i mean you you go during that acclaimed uh, gun club match and then you
0: sort of just <laughs> you just <sort laughs> of roll the, with it Darby, allen and sting and just call mm-hmm. it a day it was a, it was
1: a great pay-per-view you, it really you was you'd, awesome. you'd be foolish not to not to um put it over you know a a minus a in my book
0: let's quickly transition to dynamite last night um i have actually have been starting to watch a lot more dark and elevation and i actually enjoy the show more than i thought i would they're actually mixing in more promos and there's a little bit of storytelling in there um but last night the big story was going to be blood and guts it was blood and guts it was an hour long it was extremely bloody extremely bloody. I am trying to figure out, I'm like Ali, our friend Ali in the chat, that's like, can Moxley have a match where they're not, not bleeding profusely? Um But I, I enjoyed, uh di- I enjoyed all of Dynamite. Oh, but yeah. The, the, what was your takeaway from Blood and Guts?
1: Oh, what my takeaway? So I'm like, I'm, I'm only like 15 percent with you and ali like i've i love a crimson mask i'll take blood there's so many of them i'll take blood anytime the, the more the more the better here's a couple of here's just two things that i can do without and it's silly i love chairs i love tables i think tacks are really interesting <laughs> kendo sticks <laughs> sledgehammers i don't like the skewers i think yeah
0: the skewers are too much i too think much. That's,
1: i think that's dumb i just think it's Dumb, like it's I, you see it in backyard. It reminds me of a bunch of backyard wrestling, the skewers, and I guess like the fork. It reminds me of Abdul the Butcher. It's great, yeah. but like, yeah. just you know, keep it traditional. No one's raking the head against the, the fence anymore. That used to open everybody. i did up. some of that. I it think that's up. how
0: Daniel Garcia got busted. Is that, is that got busted Dude, that's how do rag Daniel. Do rag Daniel Garcia okay. got busted. But, but up I tell you,
1: pile drivers on broken glass. Yeah. Eh. I could, I could pass on that, and I could pass on skewers. But give me tacks, give me chairs, give me scrapes along the fence. I, I love blood and wrestling so. I,
0: I love the on top of the cage. So give me the on yeah. top of the cage stuff that they did. I thought it was impressive. No matter The interesting thing about the blood in a blood and guts match, no matter what they do, I think from here, hence day forward, it's still not going to be as bloody as stadium Stampede. They, yeah. it was a stadium stampede. What was this one? Uh Chaos
1: in the uh, Whatever it was. Anarchy in the arena. Yeah. Anarchy
0: in the arena could have been the bloodiest match I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. Because again, we thought they even like we thought they messed up. Like they really like opened a vein or something. Um sad, obviously, on a sad note to see Mike Santana. Santana went down immediately almost in that match and didn't get back up. If you notice he was yep. stayed, stayed
1: down. Stayed down. Stayed down.
0: Had a lot of medical attention. They got through the match. He did not join the victory at the top.
1: Did you uh, notice how seemingly well constructed the top of that cage was? It, yeah, you know, long yeah. long are the days. You know, with the Undertaker and Mankind, they've learned a lot. Yeah, no, since, they
0: yeah, they couldn't do they, since it, then.
1: It was, But there, there, even seemed to be like plexiglass at one point. Yeah, I, thought was, they, I thought there could have been a spot where someone went through plexiglass. Like, but I'm glad they didn't do that. It was a they, very sturdy, well constructed ring.
0: They did the Sammy bump off the off the top, and mm-hmm. that and if anybody's going to take it, it sh- of that group, it should have been Sammy, and he did he did what he needed to do. Nobody else needed to go off the top of the cage at that at that age group, and uh, I, I was I was really impressed with the match. Again, last last night, I thought I thought for what it was worth, was a very it, it was a good it was a good dynamite. It was just. Because it's a two-hour show, and you took a whole hour to do one match, right? Um, You did kind of lose some of the momentum of the storytelling. I do want to flip back, and this is super random, but I think politics at hand had a lot to do with this. If you notice, the main event on Rampage before Forbidden Door was a phenomenal match, and it was Ray Phoenix versus Andrade Alitalo. And it was such a great match, but it was also two people that they knew weren't going to wrestle on Sunday and right. really wanted to give them a chance to showcase themselves. And they did. It was a phenomenal match. And uh, it was a great match for, for the people that love Ray Phoenix and, and Andrade So able for them to show what they, what they can do of which, uh, I'm, of which teams.
1: we're, of which we're, we're both we're fans, huge, right we're huge
0: fans. But yeah. I also thought it was just interesting. Like, Oh, that's the main event tonight. And then they couldn't be on for Ben Dorrit. And so, yeah, I, mean, I yeah. think they, I think, I, I, I think AEW is having, uh, having a good moment, man. They're having a good run. Um, They just got to figure out what to do with all the talent that they have and kind of figure out what to do with some of the stagnated talent that they may have. Uh, but and, that's all that's you know, always that's
1: wrestling that's wrestling, that's wrestling. No, no one no one there is happy that there is a spat of injuries that has made man yeah, the, the roster no no one no one likes that but right. it does solve some problems sort of probably on the fly in the moment but it really at, does you like, don't some, have some, to worry point, about what
0: to do with Red Dragon if they are hurt so
1: at some point you're going to have a lot most of that talent back and you're going to have sure a few more guys who will have gotten hurt since then but yeah there will, there will come a point where and maybe contracts will change. So, you know, right now, like you just said, they're having a good moment. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot you can see from that roster of what the fall, the winter and the spring could look like,
0: you know, everyone, I hope so.
1: if everyone's dream booking in their head, you're seeing all sorts because Kenny's going to come back and yep. you know, everyone else who's been on the shelf sort of more recently. Um, but man, 2023 is, is, you know, it's only, it's the last day of June. We're done with the first half of the year, but first half you know, of the year is good it's fast. Uh, it's good year. um you know going to be an exciting next year and a half for AEW, and I'm super looking forward to it.
0: So let's quickly switch over to WWE. This Sunday is Money in the Bank. I'm I I'm struggling. I will admit on some of these WWE cards, not not because of the politics of WWE, just be honestly, um, just because. For me, the stories aren't that good. I think uh, I think AEW has done a really good job with yep. the stories. The one thing we we talked about this often is the one thing I really loved about WWE was Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is not as active. He's not there as much. They're trying to figure out ways to give him rest and, and fill other things. Last Monday, speaking of some of the stuff that we were talking about with uh, the Claudio appreciation, both Chris Jericho and Daniel Bryant made appearances on WWE television to give, prop, to give props to give props to John Cena uh for his you know 20 years. I will say this in regards to now I do not believe that John Cena is the biggest superstar in the history of WWE, nor do I believe that he's uh I, I think that he's kind of the steady Eddie, superstar that was bigger than say a Randy Orton, right? He's 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 a top line guy. Was a top line guy for a very long time, but um, and I think he's a great worker. The thing that, the thing that's interesting to me about John Cena, and I don't know him personally. I don't know his personal life, obviously a lot of that stuff. But the stat that he's done more wishes for Make a Wish uh, kids than any person as documented in the history of the Make a Wish Foundation. That guy has you know my utmost respect and will not you it will be hard press for me to say something bad about the individual because i know what that does to kids i know what that organization has done uh you know and 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 it is it is a it's a gut-wrenching experience and for him to do not like i i know people with really great hearts i know of people with really great hearts that'll do one, two, five, and just be like, look. It's just – it's an emotional thing to, to talk to young people that may be looking at a dim part of their life. Um, and, you know, you're hoping that everything works out in their favor. For that man to do hundreds and hundreds and hundreds – because he knew by doing that it made that kid's day. Out, in and out of the ring, I think he's a great worker. I think he's a you know, good character. I think he's a WWE legend, first ballot, Hall of Fame type guy. But the make-a-wish stuff is – is, is you, you will find me hard-pressed to find something bad about that guy.
1: That man hustles. That man is loyal, and I have respect for him. So <laughs> there you go.
0: Interesting that he showed up on TV. Let's, let's go through this card pretty quickly because we are already over an hour. Uh, the women's championship match is a single match. Bianca Belair, Carmella. Any predictions here? I mean, I'm going Bianca Belair stays.
1: Bianca's going to win. I hope he, hope she embarrasses her.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't even know why we're, we're doing that. Um, Ronda Rousey, uh, Natalia, I think Ronda Rousey wins. I don't know why they're doing that, but go ahead. you have any thoughts on this?
1: I think Ronda's going to win, and I really wish Ronda would get a little more, at least act a little more interested.
0: <laughs> uh, singles match for the U.S. title. I actually think this one's actually pretty interesting. Uh, Theory is the champion. He's taking on Bobby Lashley.
1: Yeah, like uh, it wouldn't surprise me if Lashley goes over. I'm sure there'll be some sort of finish that will keep will have uh, Theory keeping the uh, the title. Yeah, some type of
0: MVP shenanigans.
1: They're both doing really good work right now. Props to Theory and props for Lashley, who are you know two of the six top guys right now. But man, listen to how we're talking about this. Like, it's not your fault that you're not that interested it's because the no. product they're, they're not doing a good job right now this,
0: a, this is a, this is a bad card
1: this is um, and this, and this is all on them too this is all on them but they're putting it together the best they can that'll tag, be a good, that'll be a good
0: match tag titles Usos, Street profits I actually think this will be a good match
1: I think this will be a great match uh since we don't know what they're planning on doing I'd love to see maybe between now and Sunday there'll be some stipulation that they're Maybe I want one of the titles to come off the USOs. I think the Street Profits would be great uh, stewards of, of a tag team title. So I'm going to go out on the limb and say that they're going to take the USOs down somehow.
0: Still going with the tribe. I think they. I think they somehow figure it out. Um, I do. I do like the Street Profits. The Viking Raiders are reintroduced as heels, and apparently it's working. Um, so they might be in the. They might be in the picture soon. So I'm I'm gonna stick with the Usos for now because, sure. but I, I really I really don't know and I like the Street Profits better. All right, the two big Money in the Bank main event matches. The winner gets the Money in the Bank contract.
1: So is that but it? Is, are those all the matches before the two Money in the Bank? Those matches? are the
0: ones that are scheduled. There might be some okay. other Same. stuff, but I mean it might be hard because here we go: mm-hmm. Lacey Evans, Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan. Raquel Rodriguez, Asuka, Shotzi, and Becky Lynch, all wow. for the Money of the Bank contract. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, who you got, Cheats?
0: It's WWE. That means there are going to be, to me, no surprises. And so it's either going to be Becky. It's, it's probably going to be Becky Lynch, honestly. Because as much as you think they've beaten a dead horse, guess what? They 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 don't lose. Becky Lynch doesn't lose to like Shotzi. You know what I mean? So it's gonna be I, I just think it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be Becky Lynch and then they give her give her the briefcase. I
1: can, I can see that happening, but uh since that's probably gonna happen, I'm gonna go with who I want to win because out of I like I think most almost all those women uh um very very much. I like Alexa Bliss. I like to see her get back on top. So I'm going to pick her, knowing that it's most likely to be Becky that goes over.
0: And my 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 like the dirt sheets and all that stuff. The rumor is Alexa's just basically waiting till her contract runs out, and she's like, and that and that's fine,
1: and that's and that's fine. That if there's going to be
0: if there's going to be a wild card, I would say it's Lacey Evans because she just came back, Mm
1: -hmm, and they were mm -hmm. high
0: on her before she left, even though they were giving her that really ridiculous like Ric Flair's line. I'm
1: I'm picking Alexa because I like Alexa, but, yeah, it's not going to be her, but,
0: yeah. And the final match is Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Amos, Sami Zayn, Riddle, and a wrestler to be determined. Any of these folks, I'm assuming that wrestler to be determined could be, you know, could be Kevin Owens, could be Ezekiel. Like, I don't think it's going to be somebody that we don't know yet.
1: Yeah. I mean, is is there anything planned for the judgment day on this pay-per-view is, is no, things, not right no. now. Okay. Well, um, again, kind of going to go, well, I like, again, like most all those guys, I think I'm going to reward the person who quite honestly is doing just the best work. And that's Seth Rollins. I think, okay. um, I think he'd be great to have the belt for a lot of reasons. People have said, um, I'm actually kind of hoping that last person is maybe AJ styles because I'm kind of wondering what AJ's doing right now. The moment I felt the moment I felt the, the feels for AJ this week was in that battle royal match they had was it on SmackDown Friday? Mm-hmm. The, cl- the one where Riddle won. They had a handful of entrances like for Riddle and for Shinsuke. And then at some point, 45 seconds after the bell rings, you realize. Oh, AJ Styles is probably the best wrestler in the last twenty-two years. He's in the match. He's in the match too, huh? Um, When AJ stopped getting his own entrance on TV is a little concerning for me, but you know, whatever. These things go in waves. Um, I'd love. I think I want Seth to win because I think Seth's been doing the best work. He just came off of a pretty long losing streak to Cody, but he performed so well in it. And I think what we're waiting to see maybe is Roman versus Seth at some point. So let's get it on.
0: I'm gonna go with the wild card here and give almost the briefcase oh boy. Because they just gotta figure look, I'm just gonna, I'm interested to see what he does with the briefcase. Uh, so I think I think mm-hmm. does he does he need the briefcase? Does any of them need the briefcase? Because I mean look, if they give it to Drew McIntyre again, I'm gonna throw up. Right. So the question, is, the question is
1: does almost need the ladder? He might not need the ladder.
0: He may not need the ladder. We might figure this thing out. Oh, last match and probably the most exciting that we didn't talk about, it, there is going to be a Kevin Owens-Ezekiel showdown.
1: Give me more of that. That's like the fun. That's like the make- best thing of It's the only, only right thing now. that's making me like laugh it's out loud. Day. So, You're right. yeah, bring it on. You're
0: right. And I and I and I want it to continue. So I don't want it to end. I want it to be like some type of fake Elias run in or something. Mm-hmm. But they're they're doing some really really good work over there. That's that's probably the best thing they're doing. Agreed. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are over an hour and ten minutes. Two people show. Elliot, you did amazing. You did. You amazing, did phenomenal. Chief. Uh, great, great work. We will stitch this together for the podcast. So it'll be one podcast episode. If you look at it on video, you'll look at two. 2 video points But that was I felt like Excalibur I felt like we had to run run through All of the stuff that is coming up And you did great Elliot What is our match to watch As we take this thing home
1: Forbidden Door was a fantastic Pay-per-view start to finish But as we mentioned One match stood out It was actually What Cheats Pop for Do your best on YouTube Somewhere Find Orange Cassidy uh, versus Will Ospreay Jr. They stole the show at Forbidden Door on a show that was hard to steal because there were lots of fantastic matches. So find that and then go back and watch some old Orange Cassidy on the independent scene. Go watch some old Will Ospreay Jr. New Japan. Um, Hope those guys maybe cross paths again someday.
0: That's awesome. That is a match to watch. It's a great match. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to – there's, you know, again, every – Every week before we close, we always say this now. We definitely are not going to do a heel of the Week this week because there's just so many heels, so many things going on. Uh, is there anything, Elliot, that lifted your spirits in regards to life? Any life spirit lifting?
1: Yeah. My, the face of the week this week is my niece. My niece is 11 oh, nice. years old, and I got a video of her today completing the 50-foot indoor rock climbing wall.
0: That's
1: awesome. She's been doing that for a while and, you know, her her two brothers, one who's her twin who's 11 and one who's 13. Both those boys have pretty good basketball and baseball uh, careers going right now. They're both on little travel teams, but Annie has kept herself busy with rock climbing she's done for a few months and she, I got a video today. She's in town this week with my parents and wherever the indoor rock climbing wall is in Richmond, they took her and she had she covered the 50 foot wall. She is truly uh you know of all my of all my nieces she's my favorite i have one niece she, <laughs> she, she is the best um young 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 and my face of the week love you girl. that's
0: awesome we're gonna leave it there i'll stand by what i said about john cena that's gonna be my feel good story more make a wish uh granted for one individual than anyone else so kudos mm-hmm. to you, John Cena. It is important to me. It's important to my family that you do that type of stuff. And so in this world, in this day and age, we need more people willing to put a smile on kids' faces. And he's he he's done that countless hundreds of thousands of millions of times individually, not just in the ring with a big arena, but individually. So kudos to you, uh, John Cena. And uh, you know,
1: hopefully uh John, I hope- I hope we made Megan proud this week.
0: I hope so. Meg, we're thinking about our favorite heel of heels. We're going to get out of here. As always, count it out. One, two, three. Until next time.